Welcome and thank you for joining us at Christian International Ministries. Our vision is to help you hear God's voice to change your world. For more information about this and other resources, please visit www.christianinternational.com. Thanks for joining us, guys. This is David with Christian International, and I'm here with Apostles Tom and Jane Hammond, and we're, uh, you know, tackling some different uh, topics and, and different discussions while we're here in the studio, and uh, Apostles Tom and Jane are the pastors of our headquarter church here at Christian International, Vision Church at Christian International, and it's just really good to have you guys. Thank you, David. Thanks, David. Good to be here. Yeah. So um, the topic that we want to discuss in this session has to do with uh, where we find ourselves in current events, right? So you turn on Fox News or CNN. I was, you know, sitting at the hotel waiting room waiting for somebody to come to pick that I was picking up. And I just looked at the television and saw the news, like ISIS, beheadings. I mean, you know, wars and rumors of wars, stuff in the Middle East, all this stuff going on. Um you know, that paired with even some of the prophetic words that have been coming out. For me, even being a prophetic person, I was like, I feel a little overwhelmed. I started getting a little <laughs> short of breath, you know, sure. all those things. Um, and so I wanted to maybe discuss and, and chat with you guys with uh, really just glean on the wisdom that you have about how to process what's going on in current events, but also how we need to see it prophetically and how to respond correctly. Well, you know, um, having pastored a church for over 25 years, and not just a church, but a prophetic church, and having been in prophetic ministry for over 30 years or more and and uh, traveled the nations, uh, seen a lot of things said, a lot of things happening, a lot of things going on in the world, and uh, there are seasons when we can definitely see that uh, we're living in the last days. In fact, at the beginning of the year, I, I took some time with our congregation. I preached a sermon just about some of the signs in the heavens, signs in the earth of some of the things that are happening, blood moons and all these kind of things, you know, just uh, because the scripture says to, to watch and pray. And so uh, to be aware and to be alert is a very important thing, you know, uh, to be able to look at what's happening. Uh, Jesus said that you could look naturally and see the the sky and say it's going to have, you know, a rain cloud or a storm, but why can't you discern the times? And so we want to be very discerning. That's a part of what I know my wife has taught for years about the spirit of discernment and about how to how to walk in wisdom with discernment. And I think that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. How do we operate with wisdom yeah. and yet be prophetic and alert and engaged? Is that yeah, right? Exactly, exactly. And so that helps me tremendously kind of just hearing you talk about it is is that and how is it that we can be able to find that balance between what we're discerning in the spirit versus what's happening in the natural and how we kind of position ourselves and get in that Very good. You know, one thing I really think that is so key about when you're looking at the signs of the times, you're understanding that we, I believe, living in the last days now, how long that is extended or how much time there is in the the end times uh, is always a question because people have felt that they were in the last of the last days for quite a long time. Uh, But I believe that the clock is ticking and we are closer than we've ever been before. But at the same time, I believe that everything you read in Scripture is very clear, that whatever's taking place in the earth, um, we cannot afford to get into fear or fatalism. And fear means that, uh, you know, Scripture says there's some terrible things about fear. One, fear has torment. One, fear brings you into bondage. One, uh, another thing that fear does is that it brings you into that place of, of breaking 
good relationships and breaking away from things you're supposed to be called to walk in covenant with. So sometimes uh, when you see things and they're fearful, the, the first response is to, to back away. You yeah. know, you see uh, doomsday preppers on TV, <laughs> right? I mean, people are going to go find a cave, basically. They're going to find a place to be safe. And what we've discovered in traveling to the nations of the earth, many times being in dangerous circumstances and situations, is that the safest place you can be is right in the middle of the will of God, doing what God asks you to do. And so if we try to hide out, and the Lord didn't ever say hide out because things are scary. He said, uh, when things are going wrong, we're the answer and that we're supposed to engage more than ever before. So what I feel is that instead of fear, there's a sense of urgency that we mm. need to have. That's In good. other words, we're looking at the reality that we need to engage now and be passionate and purposeful and, and understand the reality of what's happening around about us, but not letting it affect us negatively. But, you know, uh, my wife loves to preach and teach about Isaiah 60. And, honey, it says there's uh, deep darkness and gross darkness, right? Yeah, it starts out <laughs> and it says, you know, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen on you. That's an awesome, glorious-sounding scripture. But then it goes into <laughs> verse 2, which says, darkness will cover the earth. Deep darkness or gross darkness will cover the people, um, which doesn't sound good at all. We tend um, to overlook yeah. that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, this, but then it says, but then, but then when deep darkness and gross darkness is covering the earth and the people, then the Lord will rise on you, and then his glory will be seen on you. Then you're going to actually see nations coming to the light of God's people or the light of the church and kings to the brightness of our rising. I mean, really, you have to go back and read it. It's not just talking about God's God himself. It's talking about us. It's talking about us being God's glorious ones in the earth in the midst of darkness. And, you know, David, uh, honey, you know, a lot of times we have actually uh, gone back to historically look at uh, revivals and awakenings, which we're believing that God is in the midst of doing that in the church. Uh, but usually it's in the darkest of times. Yeah. It's in the most shaking that's going on in the world, in the earth. We know God says he'll shake everything that needs to be shaken. And sometimes we're, we feel like we're the ones being shaken, but yeah. it's because God's after some things inside of us. But it was in moral decline. It was in financial bankruptcy, uh, bankruptcy and difficulty in a nation or in, in the economy. It was in times of war and desperation for a lot of people. Divided political parties. Political, mm -hmm. just uh, darkness, really, in a lot of ways. And yet, in the midst of that, God brought awakening. God would bring That's revival. Right. And we've seen more people get saved in those settings than we, true. in amazing ways. And when we read history, it's reality of what took place. So that's really where we're positioning ourselves. Yeah. You know, fatalism says... Well, it's going to happen, you know, just we, we can't do anything. You just kind of hang on for the ride. But I believe God, you know, we talk about uh, the church being the ecclesia, mm -hmm. which is a legislative body. We talk about the church being that, that military task force that goes and makes a newly conquered territory look like uh, Rome, like uh, that's how the Romans use it, the word ecclesia. And so we're talking about, okay, we're the church. We're the determining factor. Yeah. Now, God has a timetable and God's doing things. But what we're called to do is constantly intercede. And when you intercede, it means you get in the way of the enemy and you release God's graces and God's blessings of heaven uh, into every circumstance. So we're constantly going to do that. We're going to do that until the trumpet sounds. We're going to do that uh, until the Lord says, okay, you're done in mortality and now it's immortality. So for a Christian doing the will of God, it's not really about fear. It's about faith 
to either overcome whatever you're facing or to persevere. Because yeah. sometimes the greatest faith you can have is something called endurance and perseverance. And so if there's things you have to endure or persevere, there's faith for that. We like to say there's faith to move mountains, and sometimes there's faith, honey, to, to, to climb, climb mountains. mountains. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah. it feels like we're doing some of that. Well, you, you know, know, you know, David, wow. back in, in 2008, right before the, uh, the stock market crash, um, our nation was already starting to slide into a shaking season. Yeah. Um, but it really didn't know how bad it was going to be shaken. And right prior to that, um, I gave a prophetic word at a, at a conference and I had to go back and refer to this prophetic word many times over again, because what I heard myself prophesy was the Lord saying, uh, quit complaining about the shaking because the shaking is an answer to your prayers. Ooh. Ouch. And, <laughs> and what I felt like the Lord was saying in that is that we've been praying that God would turn a nation We've been praying that God would begin to bring revival and awakening. And so the Lord's response was, okay, I will, but I'm going to have to shake some things so mm-hmm. that everything that can be shaken will be shaken, but that which wow. cannot be shaken will remain. And so God's kind of, to me, was like, quit complaining about the shaking because it's it's part of the answer to your prayers. And and I think that, that um, Apostle Tom hit on a very important part, and that is that I think that each and every one of us have such a need to hear the voice of God mm. in our lives. We have such a need to personally know what the Lord is saying to us in this season of time, because there are a lot of doomsday prophets, and there are a lot of people that may be even prophesying a lot of things that may actually happen. I mean, nations are hanging in the balance. We see the Middle East in an uproar, Ukraine, you know, going, you know, things going crazy over there. But in all of that, you have to know what the Lord is saying to you. And mm. one of the one of our constant prayers is, Lord, let us be in the right place at the right time for kingdom results. And, and you know, you have to know when where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there. And if God says to, to make a change, uh, don't just verify that you're making the change out of the voice of God and not out of a spirit of fear. Because mm-hmm. a spirit of fear and the fear of the Lord are competing right now. Yeah. Okay, a spirit of fear wants to grip men's hearts and drag them into the darkness, mm-hmm. but the fear of the Lord will always lead us to repentance and always lead us into a place in the presence of the Lord. And so I think it's very important. I mean, we we made a decision this year not to go to Ukraine and Russia mm-hmm. during a time of turmoil. And really, it wasn't a fear-motivated thing. It was a voice of the Lord-motivated yeah. decision. There was another time that we... God had us go down into South America, into the nation of Colombia at a time when we flew into a city that was besieged by leftist guerrillas and, and there were buildings blown up while we were there. There were wow. people gunned down in the streets outside of the church where we were, but we were supposed to be there. God told us mm-hmm. to go. And so we were supposed to be, I actually begged God to not make <laughs> us go, but, but that was the spirit of fear. God said, go. So we went and we had glorious, phenomenal meetings of miracles poured out and everything. And so it's a real key to to be awesome. hearing the voice of God for what we are supposed to be you doing. You know, honey, the reality is every day we have to live by faith because, yeah. you know, we drive down highways. Uh, we don't exactly know what we're breathing and eating as much as we would like to think that we do all the time. And uh, we don't have control of a lot of things naturally in our life. And we have to trust the Lord every day. You That's know, true. there are diseases, there are accidents, there are things that are happening all around about us. And so every day we have to trust the Lord. And so whether it's globally or just personally, we're put in a position to trust 
Mm-hmm. And that's the real key uh, in this season is that, uh, you know, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so you got the Holy Ghost, and he's releasing righteousness and peace and joy. And then Scripture says you're led by righteousness and by peace and joy. Now, if you get out of that, you're going to be led by fear. And yeah. if you get led by fear, you're going to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. But if you allow those things to abide and you have faith inside, if God says to prepare, I'm not putting down prepping because God can tell you to sure. prepare in all kinds of ways, mm-hmm. personally, we financially. For yeah, hurricanes <laughs> sure. Come, yeah, know. we, we also do. pray <laughs> and we try to decree them away. But we, you know, also stay in faith mm-hmm. and try to be wise with what God says and how to operate with what He's given to us with our family and with our things. And so, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I would say is it's wrong if we're operating in fear first. Yeah. There's a reality to issues that are happening in the earth, but then now we have to stop and listen to the Lord and make sure that we're operating in faith and trust. I think that's really important what you uh, mentioned about the fear part. I think I heard you speak in, at a Sunday morning, must be a few months ago, you were talking about how fear can bring you out of the timing of God because of like what you mentioned with kind of you tense up when you're afraid and all of a sudden it's that split second that all of a sudden... Now you're out of timing and stuff starts to go haywire and stuff kind of gets worse. So I think that's really, really important. You know, at the beginning of this year, David, um, the Lord gave me a word for the church. And he said that he was getting ready to take us into three years of incredible fulfillment of signs and wonders of miracles. Um, you know, and, and then he said that he's doing this because he wants to restore hope to the church Mm. so that the church can restore hope to the world. And I think that there's been a hope crisis in the church. Finances have been difficult for a lot of people, family situations, health situations. You know, I mean, let alone what's happening in the nations of the earth. Everybody's yeah. dealing with their own place of personal crisis. But in, in the middle of that, I feel like the Lord's encouraging us, saying, you need to stir up your hope. A lot of people mm. think they don't have enough faith. But really, you have to have hope before you can have faith. Ah. Hebrews 11.1 1 says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. And and it's I believe that the, the church in the midst of all the crisis, both on a personal level, on a national level, on a global level, we really have got to look to the Lord to be our God of hope. Matter, matter of fact, let me read you this scripture yeah. out of um, out of. Romans chapter 15, it says, may the God of hope, may the God of hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. Mm, Now, Paul spoke that to the Romans, you know, to a corrupt society, to a place where Christians were being persecuted, Christians were being killed. And what does Paul say to them? He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. That's incredible. And so anything that we're going through today, I think we always have to look back and read the word of God in light of who it was written to in the days that it was written um, to great turmoil, great persecution, and loving not their lives into the death. And so I think God's saying the same thing to us today. We've got to put our hope in him. So you know, if we're going to go through something, David, the Lord knows who we are. He yeah. know, knows what's happening. He's already prepared us. He's already put inside of us what we need. And whatever we're going to face, there's grace for each one of us in that circumstance, whether it's personally, individually, relationally, or whether it's globally. God knows that we're living today. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. That's you know? so great. And well, so he has something for us to go through, whatever we have to. 
He does. That's right. So would you guys mind praying for those that are listening just yeah, for sure, an impartation sure, of that? Of course. Absolutely. Father, we thank you so much that you are you, the God of all hope and that you do love us so much. And you already paid the ultimate price for us to receive everything that we need. And you provided grace for us in amazing ways. We experience that every single day. We wake up with your mercies being new for us every morning. And Lord, we know that you have said to your church that you're not the author of the spirit of fear, not that negative kind of fear. There's a, an awesomeness of knowing who you are. And so being accountable with our every step in our life. But Lord, uh, we don't live in fear or by the spirit of fear controlling how we operate, not even controlling our emotions. Lord, we choose to rise up and lay hold of the promises of God, the truth that you've given to us and the kingdom, which is righteousness, peace and joy. So I release that reality to every person. It's not peace like the world would give, but it is your peace, that you can pervade whatever's taking place. You can pierce through the darkness and bring the blessing to us in every circumstance. Lord, generation after generation from the beginning till today, men and women have had to lay hold of that reality, and they have. We read about them in Hebrews 11. We read about them throughout the Word of God, and they're the ones that have a testimony because they went through some testing. And so, Lord, we want to be like that. Mm -hmm. We want to have a testimony and a good report because we did our part. We didn't shy away. We didn't cower back. We didn't run away. We didn't hide. We stood up and we let your voice be heard and we allowed your light to shine. Mm-hmm. So Lord, help us to be that kind of generation today. And Lord, there's a lot of shaking happening in the globe today, but Father, people are dealing with things on a very individual level as well. Father, they experience broken hearts and broken dreams, and broken relationships, Lord. And Father, I just pray right now, Father, that you would arise as the God of hope in these people's yes. hearts, Father God, in all of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Lord, heal us of a spirit of grief, Lord, where we've grieved over things that have been lost, where we've grieved over things that have been stolen or, or broken in the last season. Father, I just declare the peace of God over our lives, over our hearts right now, Father, that the broken dreams, the things that have died, the dream killers, Father God, would would be banished. And Father, that we would arise in faith. We would arise in hope, Father, because we know that hope produces faith and faith produces miracles. So Father God, be the God of our hope and bring uh, hope alive inside of each and every one of us, Lord. Bring dreams alive once again, Father. Let's set a vision before our face, Lord, because without a vision, people perish. Father, let us hear your voice, Father, in this season of time. Open up our ears, open up our eyes, open up our hearts to, to receive, Father, God, all that you're doing, all that you're saying in this season of time, let us see you face to face, Father, that in the midst of the darkness being upon the earth and darkness being upon the people, Father God, that your glorious light would Mm. begin to shine to us, that your glorious light would begin to rise in us, Father God, and we would see the greatest harvest of mankind, Father, that this earth has ever seen. Lord, we look forward with expectation and anticipation, Father God, believing that our best days are yet ahead. We bless you for that in Jesus' name. we just loose the spirit of revival. We we loose the spirit of revival across America, across the nations, oh God, awakening in the hearts of leaders, awakening in the hearts of those that are looking to you and following
following you in local churches and places around the, the nations, oh God. We just loose that anointing, Father, that would bring us into your purpose in our generation, that we would not fall short of the glory, but we would loose the glory in amazing ways in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Apostles Tom and Jane, thank you so much. And um, I just want to encourage everybody, uh, if this uh, podcast really blessed you and you know people that are maybe struggling or going through some of the same things or feelings or emotions, definitely share this podcast with them so that they too can be encouraged as well. Thanks for listening.